Hello. Welcome to Giggles and Gratitude. I'm Dina. And I'm Tia. Hello, Miss Tia. Hi, little Dina. <laughs> I did some learning this week. Mm-mm. Not on purpose. Mm. But <laughs> well, that's fun. <laughs> but on accident. You learned on accident? I learned on accident. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. I can't what? wait to hear this. <laughs> the word similar. How do you say it? Similar. Similar. See, I say similar. And that's actually two different words. Similar versus similar. Did you know that? Mm. S-I-M-I-L-A-R is similar. You said it correctly. Versus similar, S-I-M-U-L-A-R. And I think I was typing something and, you know, how the little red dots come up under your word when it's spelled wrong. And I kept thinking, I know that's how you spell that. I know that's how you spell that. So I Googled it. The words similar and similar are often confused because of their similar spelling. I'm going to help you understand the difference. (laughs) Are you ready? Similar means having traits or characteristics in common, alike, or comparable when used as an adjective. Similar means like counterfeit money. It's similar to real money, not similar. It's similar if it's false, it's a false truth, as in counterfeit. Similar with the U is an outdated word meaning one who simulates or counterfeits. It's a mispronunciation, actually, of the word similar. Now, when you mispronounce, like you say a word that you think it is, or like a phrase, like you thought the opening of our yikes was gravy train when it was crazy train. Oh, because it's similar. <laughs> is it similar? Oh, or wait, 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 just a second. Because I'm going to pronounce them both the okay. same. So I know you're not going to talk to me about English. <laughs> well, you said it right there. You said similar. But but I say similar. So I'm wrong. And I would have spelled it with the U. But sim, um, similar has become a word because people misheard similar. And like I say, you thought gravy train. You thought it was gravy train when it's crazy train. Right. Gravy train is actually an expression, and crazy train is an expression. So that's sim- similar, not similar. Sim- or is it similar? Well, <laughs> wow. And then here am we I teach, are. Am I learning you or am I confusing you? <clears throat> sim- sim- are you learning me? <laughs> is that what you just asked yeah, me? Just am I learning you? <laughs> I never understood in school when people got learn teach? and teach mixed up. But I know that was a thing in our grammar book, the difference between learn and teach. I thought, huh? But anyway, did you know that when somebody mishears a word and they say it their whole life and then it actually becomes something that's repeated and becomes a word, that's called an eggcorn, E-G-G-C-O-R-N. So when I saw it's, it's an eggcorn for the word similar, I thought, what is an eggcorn? So I went down in this rabbit hole of Googling what does this mean, what is In that case, it would be like a... Not a rabbit hole, like a corn hole, because it was egg corn. So I went into this corn hole, <laughs> and I looked up egg corn. And, okay, similar means having a resemblance or likeness to something. And that's with an I. Oftentimes, similar is misheard. So it's pronounced similar, simil- similar, similar, even when it's similar. Okay, an egg corn is an alternation of a phrase through the mishearing 
or re reinterpretation of one or more of its elements, creating a new phrase, having a different meaning from the original, but it still makes sense and is plausible when used in the same context. <laughs> you got it? Just kill me, Bill. <laughs> I don't know. Turns... I have no clue why we're talking about similar. And I haven't. It was just a shock to my system this week. Apparently. It turns out the Is word... that a gratitude or a giggle? Because for me, it's going to have to be a giggle. I guess it's a giggle. I mean, I'm grateful to have learned something. Okay. To make myself smarter, but it's making me giggle. But it turns out the word egg corn tea is oh. actually an egg corn itself. Why do they call it egg corn, you ask? I didn't. <laughs> In 2003, <laughs> linguist Mark Lieberman... <laughs> posted an article in which he talked about a woman who used the word egg corn instead of acorn. Oh, wow. So Jeffrey Pullman, a fellow linguist, then decided to coin the term egg horn as a catch-all for this kind of mistake. So all this, this woman's whole life, she was saying egg corn instead of acorn. Other examples to help you understand egg corn. She might have gone to the same high school I went to. <laughs> Don't say the name of it. I'm not. <laughs> Here's one. A scapegoat instead of scapegoat. Yep. You don't say a scapegoat. Do no, you? I say scapegoat. Okay. Cold slaw instead of cold No, I say cold slaw. Okay. Oh, I know wow. we're probably shocking some people that are listening. They're like, wait a minute. It's cold. No, they're going, it's slaw. what the what? Is this a what the what episode? <laughs> instead of giggles and gratitude? <laughs> A moot point, M-U-T-E, instead of a moot point, M-O-O-T. It's actually supposed to be M-O-O-T. Moot, mm. not mute. Now, I think I say a mute. Or like Joey says, it's a moot point because who cares what cow thinks? Cows think on friends. Doggy dog world instead of dog eat dog. I think that was a Phoebeism off of friends, too. <laughs> you say dog eat dog? It's a dog eat dog world. Okay. Yeah. Not a doggy dog. No. Lack toast intolerant lactose intolerant some people say lactose intolerant can you believe that now this one i have been guilty of to all intensive purposes it's really to all intents and purposes you probably never said that in your life i mean i don't yeah, I have okay so do you say all intensive purposes yes okay, okay. it's all intents and purposes okay Biding my time as opposed to biting. Obviously, it's biding my time. And to be pacific instead of specific. That's my last one, I promise. Okay. I've never heard you say any of those, but I think there are people I'm who I'm biting my tongue? Yes. <laughs> biting my tongue. I'm biting my tongue right now. <laughs> <laughs> For all intents and purposes. <laughs> it might be a mute point. I don't know. <laughs> no. Who cares what a cow thinks? It's a dog eat dog world, man. Just okay, saying. And that's all from Grammarly. If you want to check me, if you don't believe oh, me. Oh, I've got Grammarly too. I like it. Well, little one. Yes. I don't have any grammatical. You're not gonna learn anything to tell you, but there were like two really mm, things that I just saw was like, yay. Okay. And I wanted to know your opinion. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So the first one is by Bright Drops 
I mean, it's in bright drops, but it's by Trent Shelton. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. I have. He's an ex-football player, and he's like a motivational. He's just really good. He says, I mean, he's like raw and real. He just says it like it is. But I read this one. It says, life has taught me that you can't control someone's loyalty. No matter how good you are to them doesn't mean that they will treat you the same. No matter how much they mean to you, doesn't mean that they will value you the same. Sometimes the people you love the most turn out to be the people you can trust the least. Hmm. What do you think about that? That's sad. <laughs> I know, but I mean, isn't it just kind of like, ooh, yeah. in the gut? Yeah. Kind of like, Ugh. Yeah. Well, I would think the first part, I was kind of with it where it said, you know, because you're two different people, you can be this to that person, but that person might not can be that person that because they're not you, you know? Right. Sometimes I think people expect people to mirror their behavior or change who they are because that's the way you love. But then you got down to you can't even trust them. That's... But I don't keep people in my life. Least. I don't keep people I can't trust in well, my life. I understand that. But the point of it is it was saying the people that you think are loyal, that you consider to be loyal... Mm-hmm are not always that. Yeah. And it's just kind of sad. It hurts. Yeah. Yes, it really does. Yeah. This means that you misjudge that person. I right. think you're a really good judge of character, I believe, but you know, but certain... <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you've had people that have disappointed you and weren't what they you thought they were. I think everybody's were. had people in their life that has disappointed them for sure. Yeah. It's just it just it never makes the hurt lessen. True. When you find out that somebody you love or you care about just really wasn't the person you thought they were mm-hmm. to begin with. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I've loved a few people in my life that I don't necessarily always assume I have somebody figured out. You know, I think that's kind of dumb to think this person is this, 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 because people are very complicated and they don't tell you, even your closest people, even, you know, your parents even don't tell you everything about what's in their heart and head, you know, and you're sure. like, Ooh, okay. When you find out. Yeah. <laughs> and you sometimes do go, Whoo. Yeah. Yeah. You find out after they've passed sometimes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but so to assume that, you know, a person really well, you should be open to the surprises, but I think, uh, circumstances will change that we reveal their true behavior. Maybe, you know, maybe they're, you're be, they're not being totally real with you, and then something happens to reveal it. And like I say, I, what I was saying was I have loved people that really, really disappointed me after many, many years, and I just, you know, I don't dwell on it, and I don't try to get even with them for hurting me. I just move on, you know. It's mm-hmm. like you've forgiven them. But, right. But I don't. And I think we if talk- you don't forgive them, the only person that hurts is yourself. Yeah. So. Yeah. But it's... Um, you don't want to repeat that again. You no. Know? You don't want to get bit by that snake twice. But No, you don't. Yeah. Okay, but this is kind of like the opposite. Of, that's why it just, and I saw these both in the same day. Oh, okay. And I was like, wow, really? <laughs> so did okay. Trent, let me interrupt did Trent have a suggestion for that? Or is he just saying no, an observation? That, no, that's just, no, just one of his quotes. Okay. Period. Okay, this is from Brianna Weist, Power of Words. Okay. W-O-R-D-Z. Wow. Okay. If someone is falling behind in life, you don't have to remind them. <laughs> Believe me, they already know. Yeah. If someone is unhealthy, they know. 
If someone is struggling in their relationships with money, with self-image, they know. It's what consumes their thoughts each day. Mm. What you need to do for those who are struggling is not to reprimand, but encourage. Tell them what's good about their lives. Mm. Show them the potential that you see. Love them where they are. When you can't see clearly for ourselves, we need others to speak greatness over us. People don't need you to tell them what's wrong with their lives. They already know. They need you to reassure them that they can still make it right. That is so true. It is so true. And I think we're all guilty of doing that, like pointing out something. Exactly. (laughs) My mother will say, why don't you, um, I'm trying to think of a good example. Oh, back when I was younger and I was looking for a job. Why don't you get a job that pays $150,000 a year and has insurance? And I'm like, I never thought about that. (laughs) That's a good idea. That is a great idea. (laughs) Instead of working where you're working in and you're not making enough money. That's funny. Yeah, that is kind of a solution to the other thing. And you know how we were talking about how we bounce back and forth in our last episode. We bounce Mm -hmm. back and forth of, and it meshes together. Our show meshes together. And well, God incidents makes it mesh together. And I want you to see, I'm not making it up. No, I know you're not making it up (laughs) because I see you with a computer, but I can't read it. You know, Ian Simpkins, like you love Dr. Jeremiah and Max Mm -hmm. Cicada. I love Ian Simpkins. He's on Instagram. He says, instead of telling people not to worry, be a non-anxious presence for them. If they want to be calm, they come to you without you saying, calm down. Stop being so anxious. Instead of telling people not to fear, show them that you're their safe place. Instead of telling people to get over it, be someone who journeys with them through it. And that's kind of what you were saying, because they already know right. they're anxious. You know, some something we were talking, I guess it was maybe our last episode I was saying, we were talking about leaving a note in the wall, and I said, yeah, Tia, but did you overthink things? But, and you're like, yeah, Dana, like I don't already know that. Mm-hmm. You know, what good did that do? To... Oh, no, but I do that. I mean, I know. And you're <laughs> right. Know, you're exactly right. I just right. insulted you. No, it, it really. <laughs> I mean, Tell I, me something I, think I don't it, know. I think any, everybody knows their their faults yeah. and the things that they're good at, the things that they're not so good at. But I just don't think it needs to be a constant for other people to tell you your faults. Yeah. What good does I that mean, do? It, it, none. Yeah. Zero. Zilch. Nada. Yeah. Now you too should tell somebody if they have something in their teeth or something or their lipstick smeared or something <laughs> under their eye. That's when you tell them something's wrong because they don't know that. <laughs> Cilantro, anything, yeah. you know, green spinach, it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, yeah. Tell exactly. Tell something they don't, you know, that's like the, I guess Pee Wee Herman said, tell me something I don't know or something like that. And that's. I know, but I, I'm real quick to point out because you think I go overboard and I don't think I do, but I will tell somebody, you are really very nice looking. Yeah. And you have a wonderful body or what, I mean, I don't care because I don't feel at all like somebody thinks I'm hitting on them. I just think that they need to be told. Yeah. And if I, and if there's something striking, I don't care if it's my UPS guy or somebody, a cashier at the grocery store, I don't care. I'll just say it. Yeah. Why not? I mean, why not make somebody yeah, smile? Because you never know what they're mm-hmm. like going through. Yeah. You know, some of our closest friends will say, 
oh, your pants are getting tighter, or you've put on a little, and they'll pat your butt or your stomach, and you think, that's one of those cases where you think you're the first one to notice. You think I didn't notice that today when I was when trying I was to sit my, on my pants? <laughs> really? Exactly. And I was going, oh, oh. <laughs> So that, that spoke to me what I just read, because I know I do you that way. I know I'm like, Tia, calm down. Don't be so anxious. Don't worry. It's going to be fine, which I'm really trying to help. I'm trying to be that calming presence, but we've said it before several times. Telling people to calm down never works to calm them down. I could be your calming place. You know, I try to, I think we were talking about something the other day, and I said, okay, here's advice from your calm, um, emotionless friend. <laughs> here's what you should You're do. You're not emotionless. <laughs> yeah, but don't point out the thing that the person, you're right, the person, like he said, the person already knows what's what you're pointing out. They're the first to know because mm-hmm. people think about it's themselves them. a lot. You know, right. you know, you're your own worst critic. So just put your hand over your mouth if you need to say, do you realize you do that a lot? That was I fun. Dad. <laughs> I really... It did work together, didn't it? Yes. Thank you. That was really, really yummy <laughs> right there. Okay. All right. How about this one? Okay. Hmm. Uh-oh. This one I heard on Women of Faith. This podcast. Yeah. Okay. Um. This one just like maybe sit there and go. Wait a minute. I re. I guess I rewinded like three times oh, wow. just to hear it back because I was like, wait a minute, have I got this right? <laughs> and it says. You can never be truly happy until you've had many reasons to be truly sad. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. All right. So, hmm. That, that to me, is, is a hard one. It's because it's like, God is love, Correct. But what did Jesus do when he knew that Lazarus was dying? He waited, right? Mm-hmm. Until he was gone. Mm-hmm. Okay. What, why didn't well, you save him before? Well, was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, because it was for a greater purpose. Mm-hmm. It was to have people to believe. And yeah. because there's nothing in the Bible that, I mean, everybody say, can can say you know you can dispute that you know it was thousands of years whatever mm-hmm. it can't it can't because there's been people that have tried but every single thing in the old testament leads right up to the new testament and there's no way that like the disciples could have written the same thing about right. the same in just but just their words but mm-hmm. jesus let lazarus die that's why he went he wept in front he was human he wept and went to them and he he was hurting but then he knew the whole time he was going to bring Lazarus back Mm -hmm. but sometimes we have to go through trials and tribulations to find the good out of it I know that's probably a bad example but it, no, it is. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, because you have to go through yuck sometimes to get to the good. To because the Jesus yeah. never wanted anybody to hurt, but he knew the good that was going to come out of it. Mm-hmm. 
So, I, I don't know. That just kind of, whew, that yeah. topsy twirled me yeah. a little bit. Well, you think about people who um, say, why do bad, bad things have to happen? Why does God let bad things happen? He knows the plan. He knows the end game. And we're just thinking about the moment, you know. He's probably like, you know, little child, don't worry about this. This stuff doesn't even really matter. And they say sometimes, watch what you pray for. Because if you pray, I want to come, I want to be closer to you, God. I want to need you more. Well, then something worldly bad might happen in your life that causes you to pray more and to need God more. You know, it's all the bad to get to the good. I know, but, but God never does anything hurtful he he will he will definitely discipline his children he'll mm-hmm. discipline all of us but the thing of it is is god doesn't do evil or mean or cruel things mm-hmm. to anyone because god is love satan is ugly mm-hmm. satan is the he's the killer the stiller the destroyer of yeah. everything yeah. and there's so much satan in today's world it's right sad yeah that's true. very sad that's true but sometimes we don't understand why god didn't step in right and there's a reason there's a reason we'll understand one day you'll either get it in this lifetime or your next yeah for sure yeah you'll know the reason and you always get an answer but it might not be the one you want when right. you pray. it's like why didn't you answer me oh i did answer the answer is no right now well no it's, it's yes or not now or Wait, 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 wait a minute. (laughs) Not yet. Okay, this is an issue I think we all have, some more than others. And this is by Hannah Brencher, B-R-E-N-C-H-E-R. Links, y'all guys don't have to remember all these things. We'll put links and you can go back and read the things that Tia has read before and really study them yourself. Don't feel overwhelmed because just links in the show notes underneath where you're listening right now. So Hannah Brencher on Instagram says, for the one who struggles to stay in the present moment. For a long time, I was obsessed with a place called there. In my mind, it was the ultimate destination, a place where I would eventually reach. Yet, if pressed, I could never really pinpoint it on a map. There was the new relationship. There was the next impressive thing for Instagram that I posted. There was for a marriage. There was for the body that was leaner and stronger than my last year's body. There was a place I always intended to get to, but I never really came close. It's always in the distance. You never fully arrive there. You just pick another benchmark to strive for, and it leaves you hungry and wanting every time. Social media can often lure us away from what is right in front of us. There's a nagging feeling that someone else might be doing it better than us. The allure to multitask is tempting, and we are constantly fed propaganda that we can do it all. We, when doing it all, often looks like spreading ourselves too thin in all directions. But here is what I know to be true. We should never stop stepping up to this challenge and doing our best to figure out how to be here in a world that is hurried to get somewhere better. The somewhere better is just a false destination on the map we use to distract ourselves from the right here and the right now. The wildly imperfect yet deeply important right here, right now. I know how tempting it is to want to live in the mindset that future you is going to be so much better than current you. 
when she finally shows up at the door. But I hope you can see and savor the gold in this present moment, in the little pieces of your life that call you to pay attention, to lean in, to set up straighter, to embrace awe. Your life is covered in glinting golden bits of awe, even though you just don't see it. You bring something to the table just as you are. Your presence at this moment matters. Even if you don't fit into your gold jeans, your life is not on pause and the nagging feeling that you're missing out might just keep showing up until you fully step into what is in front of you right now, no matter what that looks like. And you, I know some people say, well, no, this isn't the right now doesn't matter. And the goal is heaven. And that's true too. But while you're here on earth, there's a reason why you're still here. And you're trying to reach that. If only I had this, mm -hmm. then I'll be happy. And if only I look like this, or if I then I. And you're just not even appreciating the moment that you're in, living. That's like you were saying, in another episode. You know, get on the swing, have fun, enjoy this present moment as you are in all your imperfections. <laughs> and it's that's hard to do, I think. Oh, I think so too. I mean, that is that is beautiful. I mean, that that is beautiful yeah and she's a but, woman of god so i know she's not like saying this is the import, most important part of your life that's not what she's saying right but go ahead and say yourself i'm sorry well no i mean i just think that is just beautifully written because you know where is there yeah i mean because all of us have probably said it once in our lifetime well when i get there or when <laughs> I get this or da 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 yeah. and you get there and then what do you do you want to go well I've, I've accomplished this <laughs> yeah. so I want to next step I want to do and you, you it's an it's a never-ending battle with yourself if you continue to just not just be like yeah be happy be just happy where you are that's hard for some people that are like i guess motivated by materialistic yeah things mm -hmm. i mean i mean let's let's not kid anybody because i mean i when i was younger i did i mean i wanted you know an the nicest car the nicest house you know the nicest clothes mm -hmm. and then it's, it's like when you get little bit older and more mature <laughs> you realize that stuff you can't take it with you mm -hmm. and what does it mean yeah. it means nada mm -hmm. if you're not happy in the bee in the silent being mm -hmm. nothing's going to make you happy now nothing. once you've got that where you're happy just as you are fine have a goal you know get something fun go on that say for that vacation whatever but you're still going to feel unsatisfied. And, you know, we say things like this, people are like, well, of course, you know, that's like something you'd see on a poster. And I bet you all don't live that way. And we're not saying we're perfect and we live, we follow these things. They speak to us because they're sometimes our failures and our weaknesses. Oh, a lot of mine are my failures and my weaknesses. Yeah. Otherwise, we wouldn't speak to you. you know? Absolutely. Like, so we're, we're far from, we don't have it figured out. We're just trying to work it out together and share it. But we're trying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole point. It's yeah. just you try, and you just try a little bit harder every single day. Right. And what was the phrase? I don't remember. I think guess I did say it. It kind of calls back to this that it says, if busyness is your drug, then rest will feel like stress. Wow. And that's also Ian Simpkins. So 
If busyness is what keeps you from facing your demons or you're addicted to it, then rest will feel like stress. Wow. Which is... That's yummy right there. That's from Ian Simpkins, too. I'm always quoting him. He just always speaks to me. But if busyness is your drug, rest will feel like stress. You could also say, if rest feels like stress, then busyness must be your drug of choice. So... Sometimes the most holy thing you can do is take a nap. It was something else I saw the other day that really spoke Sometimes to me. Sometimes <laughs> the most holy thing you can do is take, take a big long I nap. I would give anything to be able to nap. I would yeah. love to nap. I can't. Yeah. A lot of people can't. I think. I wish. I wish I didn't have to. But it's, it's yeah. But I am like, I do feel that I'm relaxing more. It's just that I can't nap. You know, some people, I think when you nap, you wake up, you feel groggy and you're worthless. You know, if you can take a 20-minute cat nap or whatever, but that's just not easy for all people. And maybe your body just doesn't need it because you're like the Energizer Bunny. No. But I don't <laughs> like to, I don't like to be just sitting. That makes me crazy a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. So busyness must be your drug. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And again, I failed another test. Hello, <laughs> yeah. And I've pointed out a problem with you. All right, well, let's leave on a. I think you're perfect here. Let's leave on something I thought was funny. And it, this might be offensive. And if you think it is, I will cut it out. Okay. But it made me giggle. So that's what this is about giggles and gratitude. Okay. And we've done a lot of devotions and gratitude and all that. And we've got a tea time coming up. Don't forget about that. But okay, this is picture the Last Supper. And Jesus is looking over the bill because he's going to pay the bill for the Last Supper because, of course. <laughs> so he looks at the receipt and he says, why would, and he closes his eye and rubs the bridge of his nose, why would anyone order wine? Because <laughs> he can turn the water into wine. <laughs> Because Jesus has to pay for all the wine, and there was absolutely no reason to order it. Oh, wow. <laughs> and see, little one, that is such you humor. That is you humor. Because I was like, I'm looking at you like, what? Maybe it's a visual. I look like that. I had my face paused. Like, what? I know, I saw it. No, I get it. Jesus could. I was just why would anyone order wine? Oh, my <laughs> We know the word. table was long, so he didn't know what they were ordering you at the end of the just, table. just, oh, you just killed me. <laughs> wow, little one, little that one, little anyone. one. Last Supper was a very serious thing, but it was a long table. He didn't know what somebody was ordering down at the other end of the table. But when he looked at the receipt, he saw all the wine. I know, um, but I don't think they had a receipt. I just think that. <laughs> He made it all, and he did make the wine, it's too. True, so so you never have to pay he's for probably like, well, how did you all drink so much? <laughs> it's probably it. I'm the one that's paying the price here. He actually could have made L- like a Literally lot of, the price. Right, the price. Oh, boom, uh, boom. I see what you did there. <laughs> what? I said, boom, boom. I see what you did there. There you we'll go. We'll be here all week. Tip your waitress. <laughs> all right. We need to save time for Tia time. Sorry, God, if that was offensive. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. <laughs> I don't know where. Maybe we'll cut it out. All right. 
Thank you guys for listening. Tia Times next. We love you, love you, love you. I love you, Tia. Bye bye. I love you, bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> Why would anyone buy one? Okay, today I have again, sister, I am with you. And this one is by Amy. Love this. Here we go. You're holding on to too many bags. I see you over there, weighted down, bogged down, and barely able to move. And all I wanted to let you know is that I've been there too. Do you know what I figured out the problem was? I was simply holding on to too many bags. It's not a race. It's not a competition. It's not a sport. There's no trophy. There's no medal. There's no tape at the end with people waiting with signs and balloons to cheer you on because you did the most amount of things in 24 hours. You are holding on to too many bags and obviously you're worn out by it and stressed out by it and you're missing some of the very best parts of life because of it. It's really hard to dance when you're weighted down. It's really hard to fly when you're shackled to so much stuff. Some bags have to stay and some you can't afford to drop, but some of them, well, they just need to go. Worrying why somebody doesn't like you, put that bag down. Holding on to that one thing, that one person that somebody did six months ago, drop it. Staying angry at someone or somebody because they honestly probably aren't even aware of it. Talk to them about it, forgive them, and then trash it. Saying yes to things you hate just because you're worried that you'll look bad if you say no, that's garbage. Comparing your life to what you assume someone else's is like, absolutely, without a doubt, place that bag on the ground and leave it there. Consuming yourself with wondering why that one group doesn't include you? Nope, not today, Satan. Wishing you could go back and change the past. Walk away. Worrying about the future. Run away, my friend. Run away fast. Worrying won't change one thing, but it'll take today from you, so just let it go. Hanging on to that one thing somebody said about you that one time. Down. Throw that bag down. Believing you're only worthwhile if you are everything to everyone, every second of every day, back away from that bag. Playing keep up, convincing yourself you'll just never survive if you don't have the latest, greatest, or whatever it is that everyone else is buying. That bag doesn't belong in your arms. In too big of a hurry to pause and enjoy your kids, your spouse, your friends, your talents, the day-to-day, -day, simple, mundane, but beautiful pieces of your life, that's the biggest bag of all. And you've got to let go. You just do. I don't know what you're carrying. I have not the slightest clue. It may be a season where your arms are fundamentally full, full time. And there's not one thing I can do about it except pray God gives you strength to make it through. I hope you'll open up to someone and let them shoulder some of the weight. I hope you'll give someone the blessing of being there for you in your time of need. But if you are anything like me, 
and I have a feeling you probably are, sometimes we just get anxious and stressed out and we just start grabbing bags at random and clutching them to like crazy when they are in fact the very thing that's robbing us of our life. You can't do it all. You can't be it all. You can't carry it all. Do what you can. Be who you are. Only carry what's important and put the rest of the bags down. I hope this touched some people's lives because it certainly touched mine and I'm going to put some bags down. Have a blessed week.